Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Anthropology in the time of the apocalypse. Ah. Anthropology in the time of the apocalypse. Ah. Anthropology. anthropology in the time of the apocalypse. Ah. Anthropology in the time of the apocalypse. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Anthropology in the Time of the Apocalypse. It's Nina. And Aaron. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Like after a really long time, <laughs> we're here for a season finale. Season finale, holy crap! It took us two months, but we're here, right? It was only two months. We weren't gone for that long. I wish I knew, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Wait, what month would that have been? April, right? No, wait. May. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The thing is, we're not consistent, but the quality is there. <laughs> right, right. We're here. We're back now. So yeah. We're happy. You're happy. We're happy. So, yeah, we just wanted to talk about, like, how we're doing updates and, like, talk about, I mean, the theme of our episode and the name of it is the apocalypse is not over, obviously. <laughs> so we're going to talk about lots of things. We just want to give a brief trigger warning for um, the following conversation, um, trigger warning of death suicide, overdose, and racist medical violence. Please take care of yourself in any way you need. You can skip through and listen to the rest of the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to be talking about COVID again and the apocalypse and everything. What is like the most important updates for us? I feel like I should have written them down. I moved. You moved (laughs) across the city. Which yeah. I'm still sad and mourning about, even though we barely saw each other when we were both on the north side. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working. That's weird. That's new. Like, cue the, mu- the, the mysterious music. <laughs> <laughs> What's new with you, Nina? Um, I finally graduated, which is my, <laughs> like, no, it's actually not my biggest accomplishment. It just is one. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be done with school for one year. (laughs) I'm taking a gap year and I am trying to sleep and just work and sleep and read books and watch a lot of TV because I missed a lot in the world (laughs) while I was working on school shit for like 10 hours a day. So yeah, I graduated. I'm also about to move. That's like the only updates actually. That's positive. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The biggest update also is like that it's not winter and I'm so happy. That it's not winter right now. You can swim in the lake again. Yes. Lake Michigan. You see the sun. Yeah, finally. I'm definitely savoring summer. It goes too quickly. I can't believe we're in July. I'm sad. I'm sad that this is the only time that it feels like time goes by quickly. Because Chicago is only good for like four months. (laughs) And that's so sad. (laughs) That is so messed up. I don't really know why we say we choose to stay here. We rationalize it. Yeah. We bundle up. I I keep thinking about, like, the fact that I'm applying to schools in, like, places that aren't better. And so how (laughs) am I supposed to breathe and live and be okay? Because, like, the United Kingdom is literally mushy (laughs) dreary if not it's so dreary i won't you know (laughs) the money that's what i'm relying on is how much money i'm given (laughs) yeah 
But like the point is that we're still also, yeah, we're in the panning. So I guess we can talk a little bit about adjustments. One of them being that the city is like open. <laughs> yes. Very interesting time. Very confusing. I feel like I've, I've never known what like to like do <laughs> like mentally. I feel like I'm just always in a battle of like what is plausible and what is not. And I think that most things aren't aren't. <laughs> yeah, and like, what are but the, the rules? City is like, like, what are the actual? Because I mean, I don't really trust a lot of sources about the rules, right. so it's like, and we and we just genuinely don't know a lot of things. So it's like we don't know mm. the best practices or the whatever. So each step it's of the odd. way, each week, each month yeah. is like, okay, what are the rules? And but like literally, the cognitive yeah. dissonance of like. <laughs> what are these people's rules and how are yeah. you thinking you're safe and like right. yeah i feel like i unfortunately went a little lawless <laughs> the past month i've been absolutely feral like <laughs> whereas like in the winter time i am like uh indoors and i was just like don't touch me don't look at me like no germs now i'm like it's summertime i haven't been a person for almost two years <laughs> so i'm just like trying to like eat out but it's also like i'm not i'm not 100 percent trustworthy of anything so yeah but it, I, it's also i mean a constant like it's hard to everything is open it's hard to what are the rules yeah <laughs> there, are, there are no fucking rules it's <laughs> a problem yeah i know i talked to someone who told me that oh and I, who i like hated what it was like mm, i'll just say it he said that at this point he was just accepting that he would get the variant and that's when i had to look at my own self in the mirror <laughs> and say what is it that i need <laughs> and it wasn't that like it's i was just like, the the point of us being vaccinated isn't so that we should like be like yeah and it's fine the variant's fine mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah even just thinking the vaccine is like the cure-all where it's like you can still get the flu <laughs> and everyone i like my the people i actually know a lot of folks I know got the like the corona cold that has been going around and I'm just like holy shit <laughs> what will our norm ever be after this not a clue I have no idea not a fucking clue but obviously we encourage people to get vaccinated and it is yes. helpful yes please get vaccinated take precautions yeah Keep watching the cases keep washing your hands please keep getting tested yeah like why not it cannot hurt totally fine also there's like there's like take-home tests there's so many ways to be tested now it's kind of crazy yeah watching our like our our state our united states respond to covid now like thinking about it it really is crazy it's like wild to think about how slowly we responded to everything and then the like two weeks. Right. We went in, and then we went into like a citywide lockdown, right? Mm -hmm. And then we sat and we said, okay. And then so they, I think, oh, I have trauma brain. Wait, when did this begin? Weren't we seniors, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's messed up. I can't even remember. 
That's so awful. <laughs> yeah, it was our last quarter. Yeah. Oh my God, how did I forget? Oh, because it, it was during winter break and then, which is really great. No, it was spring. Yeah, the, we shut down yeah. right around spring break, but technically like yeah. it was rampant <laughs> in, during winter break when yes, we were all was. just breathing on each other. Yes, it was. <laughs> the same winter break, yeah, that we were all just like partying, hanging out getting drinks, dancing. <laughs> Corona was saying, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> right, I, right. I spy with my little fucking eye. Yeah. Media said, nothing to worry about Not, here. Please continue with the bar. Yeah. Please. That seems like so long ago. Wait, yeah. Was that the year that I, yeah, it was the year that I went. 20, yeah. yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. So there was like cases when I was in India already. I was, I just like, they were worried about the wrong things. <laughs> the whole trip, yeah. They were like, don't lose your passport. Don't drink water. Meanwhile, a whole ass virus was about, little did we know, we would be indoors for almost two years. <laughs> the things we did not think would be possible happened. <laughs> yeah, literally. And things shut down. Mm -hmm. Everyone got the CTA for the first time, I think, in history. Clean, yeah, and the... What's it called? MCA? Wait, no. What's the transit called in New York? Oh my that's god. MTA. Yeah, was, my brain. I said MCA. Yeah. I was like, that's not right. But that's a museum. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't they clean those trains? I'm going to sound like mm -hmm. an idiot. The one and the two, the, the L. Every time I'm in New York, I use Google Maps. So, no one, <laughs> no one even think about it. <laughs> wow. I'm thinking about the rats <laughs> and wondering how they responded to their home being cleaned. I know. They were like, this has never happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I, we couldn't, we had no access to not one single um, <laughs> Clorox wipe, <laughs> no <laughs> tissue paper. <laughs> oh Again, my God. Where's that concern? Like, I don't know when... <laughs> that started or what like what well, people thought that like well and for good reason like people thought that we were going to die but they were thinking about it in literal dystopian like movie type shit and not real life and thinking about community and what everyone needs yeah i think people were really like this is the zombie apocalypse which is so unfortunate and so they reacted to it that way <laughs> By apparently getting yeah, they did. three containers of toilet paper for their fucking bunkers. <laughs> they are stocked for good now. Yeah, they really are. I'm like, where is it all now? Right. <laughs> We've come almost full circle. But full circle of delusion is how I feel. Is that everyone is a bit delusional right now. And yeah. Going dick hard to the wall. Also. It feels like last summer, but worse. Like last summer, mm -hmm. there was like a lot of, and we've talked about it, like yeah. a lot of little bit more lax rules, whatever. Mm -hmm. But people even then were like talking about the people that they saw. Yeah, like, that's so true. And, like, yeah. It just is, yeah, it's hard. And I mean, everyone is mm -hmm. working from home options are disappearing. Oh my God, I know. And, Lots of folks are quitting their jobs because they're requiring them to go back in person. And we're also in the middle of a massive labor strike it's pretty the things don't stop coming like it's 
movement after movement. And this has been coming for a while. Like we could, folks were overworked amidst the panty. Um, so I'm not shocked at all, but it's interesting to see baby boomers get so shocked that there's no one yeah, to serve them yeah. at their local chains. There's been so many people that have been permanently disabled and have died because mm-hmm. of COVID. Um, in the United States, 608,898 people have died of COVID. Yeah. And that is a lot of people who had jobs and people who were essential workers. Right. I know that the Frito-Lay strike, yeah. people have said that they're just watching their fellow coworkers die. Right, right because of COVID and because of other reasons. I think that, and I think I've said it before, but I think it's like a matter of folks not thinking it'll happen to them because it hasn't yet. And not that it will happen to all of us if we keep fucking around and not caring. Yeah, I feel like towards the beginning of middle of last year, I lost two people and now i've lost many more people to a lot of different circumstances like mental health related to COVID and also COVID. and i just feel like a lot of the folks that i would talk to about it would be like oh, i just didn't even know anyone was actually dying from it because no one they knew were close enough died and it was, yeah it's not it's not just a joke it's not just like it doesn't exist because we can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist yeah yeah, and I think a lot of people have experienced losing people. Yeah. So I'm sorry to you and for everyone grieving. Me too. Yeah, it's been very... I wish we had, like, a sponsorship to some, like, fucking... We listen to so many podcasts, yeah, and they all are like, guys, it's been such a hard year. I'm not playing <laughs> no matter how. <laughs> and I'm like... We hey. should just do, like, happy ads. They're, like, not actual yeah. ads. They're just, like, breaks of affirmation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also, like, don't... This is, like, kind of a side thing. But <sighs> Bo Burnham and his, like, Netflix special, which is... I haven't watched it, but it's making fun of, like, <sighs> capitalism and, like, men- like, the mental health of... Like, I, the mental health crisis of COVID. And I was just like, this is a poor taste to me. Like, I was, I never really liked him, but I was also just, he's not the right person to be critiquing these things. And it just ended up being a joke. And now all of his sounds are viral on TikTok and no one is actually cares about what he's literally saying. It's a mess. Yeah, I have also not seen it. Did you ever watch Pretty No Promising Young Woman? I can't remember. No. Really? No. It's good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It got a lot of critique, but <laughs> and I'll put my fucking opinion in there. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of the criticism was for people who weren't survivors of sexual assault, sexual violence, and they were really mad that it was act it like that life is as bad as it seems. <laughs> like they were like, and they were like no happy ending really and i'm like yeah there's no happy ending for folks. try better help yeah no insurance needed um <laughs> sort of think going a little bit back our episode seven we talked with josh who is an autopsy tech and we talked a lot about people um passing away during covid for a lot of different reasons for 
overdose, suicide, mm-hmm. improper access to care, a lot of things that are don't make it to the statistics of what is specifically COVID. Yeah. It's overwhelming and it's we still don't even have all the information on how many lives are lost due to COVID, not just like explicitly related to the virus, but also with the virus. We don't even know how many people like there's lots of different complications of it. So yeah, it's just like yeah. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's got sad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's not it's not over. But we can also deal with it and we'll be okay. Have you ever watched Un with Trixie Mattel and Katya? I was just thinking, and this is really awful, but it's funny in my own head. I was thinking about if you just in that moment that we were talking about all of those things put little noise bits of like, <laughs> wah, wah, and like, wah, <laughs> but that would be so awful. It just made me laugh. <laughs> no, but no, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Um, but one of the things we are going to do is talk about what <laughs> our anthropology, how it has shifted and what it can look like in you know, still the pandemic, but hopefully a new world after the panty or this weird in between because we're not after it and we're not at the start, but we don't know when it'll end. So like in the, in the mix. Yeah, in the mix. How do you feel? How do you feel about what, like, have you been thinking about anthropology lately? Like what it means to you? I think it's like interesting with this, like to have a bachelor's in anthro and be really interested and invested in the growth and what can come from the field, Mm -hmm. but also not being interested in pursuing school for it right now. I have been using this past year since graduating to just try and like get connected with the things that I care about. And I hope to like read more anthropology things and um, follow your recommendations and things that you read for your thesis. Whoa, 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 yeah. To read. <laughs> How are you feeling about anthropology? Like, um, I feel like I think about anthropology less in terms of like, because we took so many classes on it, on the things that didn't actually apply to it. I feel like anthropology has a lot more to do with activism and like organizing than anything else because it's like observations without doing anything is just ass and doesn't mean anything so i've just yeah i've just been thinking about like everything that it should be that it isn't especially Mm -hmm. when it's defined in the walls of an academy and i mean i'm doing i'm doing lots of job stuff i'm looking for a job right now so i have to like spin it as best as i can but it's easy to spin anthropology because it's literally everything um and and it's not just like what were we always taught about it like it's not just like studying ceramics <laughs> i can't even think about anything um <laughs> it's also hard cuz the feel like there's so much about field work that they mm-hmm. tell you about that you don't like get to do therefore you also don't get to like wrestle with issues with it like with them and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's a lot of like conceptual work that we mm-hmm. do in class so many qualms with the theory that we've read i will mm-hmm. ever be i can hold that in for quite a long time <laughs> those feelings about it but yeah i just i keep having the feeling that like 
unfortunately, everything we were taught about anthropology is not what it should represent and it's not what it should actually be. So much of it is like to be successful or happy in it is like looking to all the things that are niche and like ghettoized from anthropology. Because with that, I think it can make amazing research and like things in this world that hadn't already been thought of or like looked to. Like I'm thinking about, and I've mentioned it in the pod before, but Amy Marie, no, Amy Meredith Cox's book, Shapeshifters was like totally revolutionary for me thinking about anthropology and how to do field work because hers was literally meant to reconstruct like essentially a homeless shelter by asking the people in it what they needed and like redefine how we conceptualize girlhood and black girlhood by just talking to black girls constantly for like 20 years about it and I was just like that's fucking insane like you could totally I think rethink the not-for-profit complex off of her fucking book. You can reconstruct organizations that way, but like no one's no one wants to because there's a lot of money in not-for-profit work. Yeah, yeah. I think anthropologists lack listening, despite that being like most of. Or is it the listening, or is it like the lack of analysis of inter- like of what they what you bring to the table as a researcher and like what you come to the decisions about because like you can yeah. listen and smile and nod and be like right like right anthropologists are um narcissistic as hell <laughs> and really love themselves and as much as they're like my life work is learning from other people it's like no you just like to listen to yourself talk about other people <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's honestly a, a wonderful example to be like, we literally could be building. So like we can, anthropologists could transform solutions and mm-hmm. like, or like work with people to like identify how things actually need to, to be shifted. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and yet there's so many, I wish, and I was thinking about it yesterday. I wish that the like most awful people in anthropology weren't the ones who are all tenured faculty and not even just that like they're fucking deans they control the academy it blows my freaking mind because there's so many for lack of a better word non-traditional anthropologists who aren't functioning under the same scheme as that our fucking professors are but they don't even get close to the positions that can change it so it's just like we're just constantly punching into the air <laughs> but holding each other up at the same time, obviously. Anthropology could be so much stronger as a field if collaboration was like, was the tool that was used, like for researchers and like Mm -hmm. to have multiple researchers. Like, I don't know why we just like let whatever Peter thinks is interesting be a book. I don't know, maybe get some input and maybe it should also be equal to anyone you're doing work with. If not having less say. For my thesis, I did like a, toolkit for I'm just blanked on even what it was (laughs) I did like a toolkit for an anti-racist feminist anti-imperialist ethnography and then I also did a syllabus for it one of the points I made was that you like how is anything not collaborative if you're working with someone it makes absolutely no sense and we've convinced ourselves that it's like I created this thing so I get to capitalize off of it and publish things or do a TED talk. And it's like, 
well, you didn't know that shit. So where the fuck is the person that told you that? Like, right. Let them tell it. It doesn't work. Yeah. These, these little simple things. And yet no one will listen and no one will be like, it is this simple and we can change it. And I think there's so many things in place that people feel like it needs to be stagnant. And it's like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. I think people, I think people are going to get fed up. I think a lot of our peers, I'm thinking of a couple of them, the only thing that they sought out with a degree in anthropology was to teach. Other than that, they probably won't pursue anything in it. And I think if all these people keep being like, yeah, I want to teach, I want to do this and just constantly get rejected, not on our behalf, like not on based on what we can actually offer, but based on um, available positions and like politics. Um <laughs> There enough people are going to get fed up and just like, well, I, I, so I keep thinking about, and we might have to bleep his name, <laughs> but just for the sake of me t- telling you, yeah. thinking about, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. and he's so, he's, um, this is a person who is, hmm, what word shall we use, Aaron? <laughs> An anthro major. You're an anthro major, yeah. <laughs> and he's so into it. And he loves it. He's also kind of insully. But um, he, I, if he doesn't succeed in anthropology, I feel like it would break him. And like, that he's not going to succeed in anthropology. It's going to be quite hard. Like, you know? <laughs> not because yeah. of just who he is, but also because <laughs> of, of how it's yeah. set up. So I keep being like, He's going to lose it. He's going to lose it. Yeah. They're, yeah, I don't know. I just... It's impossible. It's unfortunate and it's impossible. But we're trying. We're making it possible. I'll freaking beat down these walls of anthropology. I really do plan on it. Fucking <laughs> T-minus four years before I get my doctorate. <laughs> and you bet your ass. I'll be up at these university doors like, if you don't hire me. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, please do, though. Like, for real. (laughs) We're great people. We're very intelligent. Is there anything else we want to say about envisioning a new anthropology, also a new world after Panty Whammy? I just think there's so much visioning and co-creation and yeah. magic still like exist amidst all of the decay and yeah. collapse. Death and life simultaneously are not new mm-hmm. and that we can just continue to learn to adapt and resist and stay creative Yeah, and stay in movement. I agree. And find ways to make that sustainable. What about you? Many ways that we can find joy that don't require worsening our situation. But it's really hard to figure out what that joy is. So I'm not trying to say that it's easy. But I think it's probably one of the only things that will get us out of this. Like joy, community, and freaking mutual aid. Those are the only things I can think of. And lots of quarantine pets. That is (laughs) the most brilliant thing ever. I'm so happy that Mm -hmm. out of all the... The things in the world, we got some really sweet animals <laughs> to take care of. Because, yeah, yeah, kitties for the apocalypse. <laughs> kitties for the apocalypse. Yeah. I have, like, a ton of plant roommates. Yeah. It's like we have all definitely found ways to yeah. 
manage and get through. That and like candy. Like candy. we still have candy. Don't forget that. Like we got candy. <laughs> We've been trying new Oreo flavors. We've oh, been I shaking it up. It's not something I do often, you know. I'm okay. a classic gal. <laughs> What are the flavors you tried? And did you do Gaga's Oreos? Because I didn't. No. Um, and for some reason, that doesn't that hasn't struck my fancy. That's but and that's totally fine. Two ones that have been good: uh, a Java chip one, which was like oh. somehow nailed the like coffee taste. It was very nice, oh, wow. very rich. It was mm. good. And then, surprise to me, but carrot cake. I love no. That sounds good. I love carrot cake. So. And then cream cheese icing, like mm-hmm. the like it was, it was. That sounds good. I I just think I was a little hesitant about it in an Oreo, but, but you know they they I do it perfect. So yeah, that's the only brand that I feel like actually when they do a spinoff, it's just still really good. Like I feel like chips try and they fail. Right. <laughs> they do a bunch of flavors and then like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Oreo does me right every time. I'm going to probably go get some Oreos after. <laughs> Do you have a favorite flavor? I'm a simple lady mm-hmm. and it's the classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But red velvet's also really good. Oh, no, no, no. Scratch both of those. My favorite is the, the holiday themed ones because they taste different. The dye makes it taste, the, when the cream is dyed, it tastes different. And I stand by that scientifically. So it's the bad. Halloween Oreos are my fave. Fave holiday, fave Oreos. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're on my list for yeah. October. <laughs> like, next holiday, which I think is Halloween. Yeah. Oh, God. Huh. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> but you will, yeah. You, you <laughs> we'll talk about it on the pod in season I'm two. I'm sure that people are going to listen to this and agree. Because it's, it is a normal, like, a lot of people feel this way. Okay, that's my last yeah. thing I'll say about Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> um, except for we're going to bleep their name unless they sponsor us. No, yeah. <laughs> Please. But actually, like, I can't, like, get sent. Wait, if we were sent Oreos, <laughs> no. We'll just ask for money. <laughs> I have no cookie. Yeah, please. <laughs> sponsor <laughs> It's been a minute since we've podcast since we've talked about what's going on so we wanted to have a little fun segment where we shared some books and some movies that we've liked watched enjoyed read yeah etc do you want to go first yeah do we want to do books first yeah let's do books the first book um is Florian Sky by Mahogany L. Brown. It is a novel that's written in verse. So it's all like poems. Did you say Chlorine Sky? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just making sure. Yeah. It um, is a young Black girl coming of age story. Mm -hmm. And she's stepping out of the shadow of her former best friend. And I got it on the Libby app. I can't read like every book on like an ebook, but Mm -hmm. it was such an enjoyable and pretty fast read um because it was inverse yeah but it was so good and i just i've never written read a novel it like written in verse it was so good it was so cool i'm gonna check that out my second book is beyond the gender binary by it's part of a the pocket change collective they're really short and you can i think there's also like an audio version and it's like 50 minutes so it's mm. similar to a podcast yeah um 
It was so good. I think I need to read it again. You know, lots of gender journeys, yeah. lots of things to think about, but it was very good. Um, and I think I know a lot of people who could read it. Yeah. Who should read it. Yeah. And then my third book is um, Braiding Sweetgrass, Indigenous Wisdom, Scientific Knowledge, and All the Teachings of Plants by Robin Wall Kimmerer. Oh. Um, and that was recommended by our guest, Belinda, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. second episode. Yeah. Um, and she has great comments on it. And mm -hmm. um, I would definitely recommend listening to her experience reading it. I am not finished the book. Mm -hmm. um, I am like halfway through. I have been reading it online, but I yeah. need to get the physical copy because yeah. I have so much of it highlighted <laughs> that I <laughs> can't wait to read it again with the physical copy. And yeah, Robin Wall Kimmer is a member of the Citizen Potawatomi Nation. It is just such a good book and so captivating and just the way that she talks about the earth and the world and Aww. plants. And I am just learning a lot and really grateful for the book to exist and I will be buying it for some people as well. Yeah, and we can always, we'll link all of them so people can find them easily. But yeah, those are great recs. I'm going to add those. I'm going to go through your Goodreads list <laughs> and just add. I usually do that anyways. <laughs> same. <laughs> Mine are kind of in the same category, but my first one is a children's book. And it's Anti-Racist Baby. <laughs> it's by Ibram X. Kendi. And it's illustrated by Ashley Lukashevsky and the illustrations I love. I love the artist. Um, Antiracist Baby is so sweet. It's so good. It is literally tapping into like imagining new worlds. And I love that obviously kids books aren't just for kids. And so it's very easy to like do the mantras in it, especially at night if you are into that, into saying things. And I also do say things to try and manifest them, but... I love Angie Reese's Baby. I love the colors and it's just so sweet. If you don't get it for yourself, buy it for any child in your life because they'll love it and it's so easy. I was trying to think of something that was really critically engaging, but still like a, kind of like a light read because I can't really do just critical work right now, like because I'm a bit brain fried. But Juliet Takes a Breath is it had I have grown to love it even more after reading it yeah Gabby Rivera and like they're really an amazing writer and like also Twitter is popping and it's kind of I thought that it didn't affect me as much as it did but I think about it in my own life constantly and it's so like easy at first and then it gets really really hard to read towards the middle end which I wasn't expecting um but it leaves you with some really good questions about like who you keep in your life and like how to build community in really difficult circumstances and so I really appreciate that I read it in the beginning of the panty and it has just been like sitting with me ever since and the artwork is really 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 affirming and I love Latinx lead really was just the best and it's lesbian so we love um so yeah I love that book everybody should read it it was so quick to read too and then I'm reading right now a book called Yoke her name is Mary H.K. Choi it is literally one of the best written books I've ever read I just can't it like oh started to overwhelm me 
three chapters in, I was like, oh no, this is going to change my life. And it's about two sisters and their relationship. And they're both, well, one is, so one's diagnosed with cancer pretty early on. And it's just all about them and their identities and themselves. And they both live in New York and it's just so good. And I'm on chapter like nine and I'm like upsetty spaghetti for when I have to end it. But it's just it's just good. And it really takes you out of this world. It's because she describes things so beautifully. And like, we know that I'm not, I'm not really good at describing New York, but she is. <laughs> she probably knows the name of the train yeah. off the top of her head. I, I gave you three trains. <laughs> so, <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> really, really good. So yeah, those are my book choices. What are your movies? Your movies. This one I had a harder time with. Um, oh I realized I don't watch a ton of movies. I'm a show person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but movies. <laughs> okay. The Lo- the Lovebirds, I think is what it's called. It has Issa Rae and Oh Fiona yeah. Viviani. I love that movie. And yeah, that was it was fun. It was exactly what I wanted it yeah. to be. I laughed. Yeah. It was yeah, it was good. Okay, then the Florida Project. Um, it's like this story about these kids who live in this like motel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just like very sweet and good and there it's beautiful yeah. cinematography. I couldn't think of the word. I was like, I <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I like to look at it. <laughs> and then to just cause I can't think of a single movie. Uncut Gems, because oh! it's insane. It's insane. Oh, my God. It's a lot. I didn't finish it, and it was like, oh, my, my, my body hurt after. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it was wild. It was, it's definitely something I don't think I'll ever need to watch again. Yeah, I feel you. I know people who watch, like rewatch it all the time, and I'm like, <laughs> I am not that girl. I don't need to see this ever again. So watching um, Adam Sandler like have sex, trigger warning for Adam Sandler. It's like that. <laughs> it really changed me. <laughs> yeah, somehow I forgot that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I think that is the last time I'll see or watch an Adam Sandler movie. I don't. Yeah. Get the appeal. His his little empire. I'm not with it. My movies were easier to choose than the books because I think I'm head ass about books, so I feel like it has to be perfect. But with movies, I'm just fucking shitting. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> yup, I like them and I like them. <laughs> 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 So all of my movies are apocalyptic themed. <laughs> so the first choice is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, y'all. Of course. It's perfect. Yes. Because that's the perfect apocalypse is food falling from the sky and genetically mm-hmm. mutating to have, you know, bodies to, to, to live and breathe again. Because, like, <laughs> I'm a scientist because hot dogs were already alive and then they died and then we ate them but then they came back to life in the film so how does that make sense (laughs) the point is that it's brilliant (laughs) i love that movie so much it's like just the shit and it makes me cackle 
every <laughs> single time I watch it. Um, and two holds up as well, I have to say. So yeah, if you're looking, if you're sad about the apocalypse, just watch it with meatballs. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, the second one is The Fifth Element, which is also one of my favorite movies of all time and it's old and it's so campy and just so fucking funny because it's insane like chris tucker's in it and it's the one my favorite performance by him because he is so clearly playing a gay man like who's a talk show host and oh i don't know is the name is the guy's name bruce who's the main guy i haven't seen i get him mixed up with vin diesel because they both are white and bald (laughs) Who's the guy who's like um, Live Free Die Hard? That movie. His name's Bruce. Bruce. Yes. Oh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't hear you. Um, yes. I do. I had a crush on him when I was twelve, and that crush still holds. <laughs> I just, from that movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. Nice. I love the film. It's so hilarious. It's a really good like, because I don't really. <laughs> I don't like watching old movies that much. <laughs> it's just, it's a bad personality trait, but that movie really helps me lo- relive. I think it's made in the 90s or maybe. Whenever it was made, it's good, so watch it. <laughs> it's about, it's about like um the future and like uh, villains trying to take over a planet. And it's just, there's some campy fights. I love it. I'm into it. And last but not least, The Twilight Saga. <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh, please. It is, it, it is so brilliant. It is so it is so bad. And it's so good. And I wish that I could relive it. So bad. And it, they're all every movie just was added on Netflix the day before yesterday. So Oh my goodness. I well now I it's, know that I can get high too. Yeah, it's so fun to watch high. It's the soundtrack is chef's kiss the acting is terrible um it is racist as fuck that is the main thing to worry about it i wouldn't watch it you know (laughs) if you aren't familiar (laughs) with its particular brand of racism which is manic pixie dream girl and um white people playing native people yeah yeah it was a cultural reset. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fucking around. It's just so bad. So that's the point. That's the why you why you should watch it because it's awful. And I love Robert Pattinson, and I love um, Kirsten um, Stewart, Kristen Stewart. So yeah, classic. They're both lesbians. Yeah, what a great list. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my apocalypse playlist. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I want to go down. Watch yeah. all. Yeah. Aaron, <laughs> like the best like... fucking book review, like recommendations, and I give you the like trashiest movies. The best. I'll also, content. watch Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> Have oh you watched my gosh. it? Yes. <laughs> like maybe we should make a spinoff podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Truly what it's honestly, and I was talking about this with a friend, we were just calling it like fake people because I truly don't understand the straight human the brain. population. So to yeah. me, that this is like me diversifying, yeah. like I'm getting straight this is media in. Yeah. Watching. Yes. <laughs> yes. They, <laughs> this is what I should have answered about what I'm thinking about anthropology yeah. lately. <laughs> I'm learning, I'm taking notes. 
Tuo <laughs> to handle? Question mark. No, yeah. Um, that show. I have never wanted to be that ignorant so bad. Like I was like, wow, they're so happy. They're so happy. And they're so simple. Can you imagine complaining all day and just being like, I have blue balls. Yeah. My life is hard. Literally. I'm like, I'm like, I just want to like that's your though. issue. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. The worst people on this planet. And did I follow every single one of them on Instagram after? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's dating? Yeah. Who's together? Melinda is dating Pete, Peter, the one who left, like, like the first one to leave. Peter. No, he's the second one. To leave. Didn't you didn't hook up? I knew. No, because I just knew that her and Marvin weren't together. And then I just Apparently, assumed. and we can cut this because it's not. <laughs> Apparently, Marvin is a serial date shower. He's been on like five and he just tries to That's the worst case scenario. Yes. And no one knew because they were so, they were so in the same like two year span that none of them had been released until he was like, the show had filmed and was sent out into the world. He has a baby. He's like in a relationship. <gasps> and he won the money. He did it. He's so he good. He won them. So good. And he did, I mean, they, they, he, you know, by the end, they do start to all say the right thing. They're all fe- having feelings. And, but, wow. That's no, true. how could we cut the, 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 the absolute content? The most important part. I'll do an audiogram of what we're talking about, too. I bet when people see the audiograms, they're like, what does this have to do with anthropology? The answer is <laughs> that it has everything to do with anthropology. <laughs> Everything. I can't believe that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. I am sorry for Melinda. I guess now Melinda. she's dating. But they, I mean, they're my fave. They were always my fave. They look like they love, well, you know, they're simple, boring people who love each other and that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, watch Too Hot to Handle and all of our other recommendations. Get them up. <laughs> Get a Goodreads. There's also, you could get the Storygraph, which is an an app Mm -hmm. now that is another. um, It's like Goodreads. Non-Amazon. Hell yeah. Content. It also tells you the moods that you read, to which it tells me I only read things under 300 pages. Oh, (laughs) boom. And that's okay. (laughs) I think they were like... They were like, you like fantasy, <laughs> you like romance. And I was like, yeah, but don't be so fucking loud. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and children's books. I always, they always come up, but it's hard because I don't want to be recommended like Matilda right. repeatedly. <laughs> like, That's how I feel about the app Letterboxd because I went oh. through and I just like put in all That's of like movies, the right? movie thing. Yeah. yeah. But I just like put in all the childhood <laughs> movies I've seen because I was like, I don't know what I've seen lately, yeah. but like I've seen all the exactly. Disney, whatever. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, so you're seven? Got it. <laughs> you might like. You might like. That's, you know, that's like a decent, that's okay. That's a good complaint to have. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much um, to all of our amazing guests y'all were the shit like we had some really really great people come on 
y'all really have lots of insight on anthropology, lots of insight on what the world should look like and how we can get there. Um, and just we're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Just big laughs. Oh, we have so many fucking good people. Rashni was so yeah. good. We covered a lot of yeah. different topics. I think it also is interesting just to hear the throughout the year the progression yeah. and obviously we talked with people yeah. all around the u.s and also all around the world and Maybe. it was such a fun time to talk to everyone yeah. i think that there's things to learn and take from each episode so if you haven't listened listen catch to up. all the episode and thank you listeners for listening yeah. there's like more of you than we could have ever imagined which is shocking and confusing <laughs> We appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for consuming our content because there's so many podcasts you could listen to, but you you won't get these laughs. (laughs) 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 Shout out Earbud Media for producing our show show. Check out their other shows they have on their network, like Into the Twilight. There's one that's true crime, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that's it. And, and us. And us. So support your local gays, your local queer indies. And do support us. Follow us on everything that we have. My social media, like I said. I don't know if I've ever plugged my Twitter, but you can follow me on it. <laughs> it's at Just Dump Him. And my Instagram, which is You're Still Flower and You're Still a Flower Shop. And buy my goods. And follow Aaron at. You gotta say it because I don't remember. I think it's Edel. I think it is. Yeah. And then it's like it's all cool or something yeah. on but you can find it through our pages. Yeah. Support us. And you can also support us monthly on Anchor and tell your friends and family, you know. Please send them our link. And you can look forward to season two. If you if anyone wants to be on our show. Please do contact us. We're looking for new people to talk to. Um, and if you wanted to and we never responded to you, that's because we don't respond easily. <laughs> so a double, don't feel shameful about a double email. <laughs> contact us again. We'd love yeah. to hear from you. And if you know anyone, feel free to send yeah. them our post on Instagram where we called out for participants. Mm-hmm. So feel free to look at that for more info and yeah. share with cool people who've got cool stuff to say and tell them if what if they're like what's the show about just say it's about the apocalypse boom we're down to talk about lots of things yeah pretty much anything pretty much anything that's our job <laughs> as the apocalypse is not over stay safe out there uh, anthropology in the time of the apocalypse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media Audio for everyone.